Um, propaganda. Let me tell you. Mm, Call of Duty. Yeah, it is. All right, go into well, it. Well, like, okay, so I've only played the first couple things, like uh, offline, the little campaign. Yeah. So apparently, there's like the big bad terrorists, and Iran is like supplying the terrorists, and then you find out that not only is Iran supplying terrorists, they're mo- like. Mexican drug cartels are supplying terrorists. They're doing a reverse Iran Contra. And I'm like, first, that made me laugh so, so, so hard because I was like, first of all, that I understand it's a video game and it's fiction, but like this in reality, Mexican drug cartels have stated like, hey, ISIS, remember when ISIS was a thing? They're like, oh, yeah. hey, if you try to smuggle people through the, the southern border, we will murder you. They're, uh-huh. like, they're like, we don't play. We don't play with that. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense because their thing is, their thing is not ideology. It's to make money. Yeah. So why would they want – like terrorism doesn't make money. Yeah. So it's like, no, they want no part of that. But anyway, you have to go like break up the drug cartel and like there's like a they – they're smuggling one of the terrorists in the United States and they get him over like the southern border wall. That's like um, the Texas border wall. And you're a Mexican like – federale and they're like well and i guess we're going over and they go over the wall and they're in like they're in texas like going into people's houses they're- looking for a terrorist oh my God. and then there's another thing where like okay so they've got they're doing homeland security for us oh my god it's so wild i'm like that, that is like some client state empire stuff too. Dude, I'm like, that would never happen for one. And then two, like, there's another thing where you're looking for said terrorists and whatever, they're back in Mexico. Yeah. And you're in a C one thirty and you're just like an American C one thirty. Oh, and the scheme like props up uh PMCs, of private course. military co- uh companies. Which which so it's like mercenaries. Which, which they're Metal like, Gear yeah, Solid Four covered like 20 years ago. Oh, this game ain't no Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, it like, it like no... From the opposite perspective. Well, I know. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I say it ain't no Spec Ops the line either. Yeah. but uh, Spec Ops is like, kick that, 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 that's the um, like critical thing. Oh, you never played that. Uh-uh. Oh, you play, like the best thing I can tell you is, you've seen, it's Jacob's Ladder, the video game. Okay. You play as a ghost. Whoa. Um, it's Spooky. really, so it's really good. Um, uh-huh. But, uh, so you're like bombing the holy heck out of this like Mexican city in a C-130. Yeah. You're just dropping all kinds of like hell. And then you capture the terrorists and like get him out and then you've got him like in the, the Mexican desert and you're like and then the guy calls in and is like whatever your commander's like we don't have uh, we don't have enough to keep him. We've got to let him go. Oh, no. I'm like what? The, the bureaucrats took it away. But we it was fine collar, to like but... fly an American C-130 yeah. and just decimate a border town. Look, you can you can kill as many civilians as you want, <laughs> but if you don't follow the uh, bureaucratic procedure that's described for you, then then you just have to. And that is like literally like every super cop movie. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so it's so laughable, dude. You know our our buddies who follow us on. Um, because I, I tweeted about this when I first started, like, what, a couple weeks ago? And I tweeted about this. And our buddies from uh, Leftist Podcast, uh, Hell of a Way to Die, they're Army veterans. Oh, yeah. And they just they just tweeted, like, keep playing. He's yeah. like, if it you're laughing better? now. It gets better? No, he goes, if you're laughing now, you're going to just, you're going to die by the end. That's I'm great. like, yes. But um, maybe, we need to, maybe we need to be streaming this on Twitch. Bro, you should. I don't know. It takes a beefy video, video card, but if you can get it, it's it's actually really good. I mean, I got it's, a 3060. It's disgustingly good. And they've what they've done is they've just aped all the video games. Like They're like, hey, you like Fortnite? Like mm-hmm. We've got third person. Hey, you like the the best part of the game? Yeah, the people vision? aren't talking about Fortnite anymore as much. I guess. I don't I mean, know. I guess maybe just people are on, on, on COD now. No, that, I don't think that's where they're at, and I'll tell you why. I don't... Uh, See, my thing is, I don't know like if even, even the kids at school are not talking about Fortnite really? that much. Yeah. Well, you're you're in touch with the children. Uh-huh. Um, you're a you're a teacher. And I tell you, as a 41-year-old man, I'm on this video game with people from work, and I am, like, destroying these children. Yeah. And I think it's a real crisis in this country that our children just... They don't have, they can't, they're not as good as killing We're just not as be. great. We're just not great at video games anymore. Oh, man. And I, I feel like we need to, you know, get back to our roots. I'm a conservative as far as video games. I, as a 41-year-old yeah, man... Yeah, you're, you're a Street Fighter player. I should be getting just, like, laser-beamed by these kids, yeah. and they just can't keep up with me. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's... That's just not, it's not okay. You got too many old man tricks. I guess so, dude. Um, yeah, I guess the only thing I'm messing around with lately is uh, I, I did get on Persona 5. Uh-huh. 
uh, Royal, and that I thought that game was going to be like too weeb for me, if you know what I mean. I thought it would be, and then I went, and it was more ridiculous than anything yeah. I'd ever seen in my entire life. It's like this combination of like social simulator slash yep. like going into the like subconsciousness of like evil people and like taking them down and it's it's, it's actually kind of awesome little robert little 19 year old robert thought that he liked jrpgs japanese RPGs this is the best jrpg because he played um he played final fantasy 7 and then i i was like living in japan and i bought persona 2 yeah. And I was just like, what? I was like, what even is this? I couldn't finish it. I was just like, I I can't. Oh, I'm definitely I'm 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 on sixty hours of uh <laughs> of Persona five and I'm not so even halfway dope. through the game. That's so dope. Why so you didn't go to and this is so trying to keep it political, you didn't yeah. go to the Shalmet pay per view NWA wrestling. I missed show. it. I missed it because unfortunately so, uh, one of the reasons, by the way, we've been out, uh, I got a little bit of, uh, surgery, surgery done on my eye. I got a little, got a little, little carcinoma removed from like right by my face. I'm going to have a real cool scar on the other side of this. So that's kind of cool. Um, but then also Kimberly got like COVID and she that's was super thing, sick. Damn. And so, uh, she, she's actually been out of work for like three weeks. Oh so, uh. She's she's on the you know on the recovery and all this other stuff, but uh, I missed it. But uh, so Robert, yeah. how was the wrestling show? Um, um, it was. I feel so bad for everybody who was there and put on a good show. Um, I do have a new favorite wrestler, uh, non-binary nightmare um, Max the Impaler. They okay. are really cool. The Impaler is a very cool name. Uh, I yeah, they are. That's an a. They are a fab person that mm -hmm. is just like I'm trying to think. Imagine if they're in NBA. NBA? Yeah, um, they have like a Boudicca vid, uh, gimmick, mm -hmm. kind of like a um, like a like a. Not Viking, but um, no, like a, a Gallic or yeah, like, like, um, yeah, 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 like yeah. British, like 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 British Isles, like Germania, like, yeah, type thing. So yeah, they have that kind Celtic, of gimmick going. Celtic, Celtic, yeah. And um, they they were in a voodoo coffin match, and they had to they a had voodoo to, coffin match. They had to put oh the my other gosh! Girl in, a, in a the other girl in a coffin, and I just like I like the way they looked for um for a big person. They moved really well. Mm -hmm. And I just like, wow, I'm going to check out more stuff from them. Um, as a big person who does not move very well is new NWA champion Tyrus. Mm -hmm. um, that was the formerly worst known I've ever seen. Formerly known as Brodus Clay. He now, like, basically his main gig is that he's like a Fox News guy. He's like a low-tier Fox News guy, Oh, absolutely. But he's like, like one of the scrubs that they drag oh. up and, like, they have, like, he had, like, a show on, like, Fox Nation or something. He that's the thing. He's on with like Greg Gutfield or whatever. And that's the thing is people are like, oh, they put the belt on him so they can take it to Fox News. I'm like, but nobody. It's the number one late rated late night show. But I'm like, who's watching TV? Yeah. Well, For the people. last of the Mohicans that are watching cable TV, mm -hmm. it's the number one rated show at that time slot. And it's like mm -hmm. nobody's watching this. Yeah. Nobody cares. Like you're not going to get one person. Who he's not gonna bring he bring that belt on that show that's gonna be like I'm gonna watch NWA Power on YouTube. Yeah, nobody's doing that. You want to and and even if you do expand to that audience, you're expanding to like the basically the Fox News audience right. is so incredibly old that like I don't know I don't think those people are just gonna like change their viewing habits just because Tyrus is like you know one of their you know mouthpiece goons is like. Like, they're not going to suddenly decide they like wrestling now or whatever. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, like, and I don't want to talk. Like, the gambit is, like, okay. we're trying to cash in on this, like, opportunity for publicity or whatever, right? Here, here's what it boils down to. He's not, a, like, it's not just him being a Fox News guy. It's that he is and has been, at best, a mid-carter. The guy can yeah. bear, and I... I Bless your heart. The coolest thing about the Funkasaurus was the Funkadactyls. Here's okay, so I have to back up just a bit and say, here's why I'm so like enraged about it. For, he sucks. He sucks. But here's the thing: anybody who can get booked, oh, he sucks at wrestling, is what I'm trying to that's say. That's what I'm trying to say. Anybody who can get booked. 
to do professional to to be in a professional wrestling show. God, you know, God bless you. You didn't make the unless you're Dusty Rhodes, you didn't make the booking decisions. So you got booked. They gave you a job. You and they thought you were good enough to perform in front of people. God bless anybody. And that's why, like, I've been a fan of pro wrestling all my life. But I was smartened up really early, and I would never want to be like, oh, somebody's really bad because pro wrestling is savage. Like, it's so hard on your body, and yeah. it's so it's so brutal. So I like I have a hard time saying like man that guy's really bad and shouldn't do a thing like yeah. if people who are in the business think that you should do a thing I guess you should that's why the th same thing with like when Ric Flair was trying to wrestle like when he had his life At like, like why, why is he doing old? this yeah. I'm like because they booked him yeah. like do it until nobody books you anymore right. like that's so it's not but, even his fault no not at all but here's the deal Tyrus can't work he can't move he can't talk he can't he has nothing he has nothing. And on top of that, that's not the crime. On top of that, he is a Fox News guy. Uh, he is a Candace Owens type conservative person of color. And then also he is um, a sex pest. So oh, I didn't on, know that part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a sexual harassment suit brought against him when, um, by one of the co-hosts on that Fox show. Oh, and no. then Fox had to, Fox settled it out of court. Oh, oh. oh. Fox News has a long and illustrious history of having sex offenders on. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, famously, uh, who is the number one guy for many, many years, yep. uh, got actually got like disappeared essentially because of his uh, his horrible uh, sexual harassment um, series of sexual harassment um, credible claims. So, so it was hilarious. Because Not out the dorm. They put the belt on that guy. He won. He won the match. Oh, and by the way, I forgot. I'm burying the lead. So everybody who's not terminally online and a professional wrestling weirdo like myself understands that, knows that uh, Billy Corgan, yes, of the Smashing Pumpkins, yeah, the one Billy Corgan, who also has horrible politics. He's a libertarian, is right? Is the owner, yes, is the owner of that promotion. Mm -hmm. And so he is, I mean... It's cool to be like in the in the business like what's called a money mark. Like fine, mm -hmm. like spend your money. Like if I had money like Billy Corgan, I would have bought NWA too. Mm -hmm. But what I wouldn't be doing as Robert Johnson, who, however, I got my money and not through booking professional wrestling shows, mm -hmm. is making booking decisions. I would not be. I would maybe have some a wrestling idea. I that. would have um, some input. I would maybe say, "Hey guys, what do you think about this?" Mm -hmm. But I would not be um, making my your my way or the highway booking decisions and putting belts on terrible guys who can hardly not even in a wrestling ring hardly mm -hmm. walk around walk to get to the ring, mm -hmm. and that is insane to me. And it goes into I, you know, kind of to to give it away. We're going to talk about people with money, obviously, <laughs> who don't have any sense. And think just because they surround themselves with yes men and they might have an expertise in like playing guitar or being, I don't know, or owning a, or, or getting money from your parents from an emerald mind. They <laughs> think they are experts in all things. Who, who, who could you be alluding to here, well, Robert? Well, no, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. But so on top of all that, like I said, so the guy is not just a bad, a bad wrestler. He's also just a bad person. And it was hilarious because he tweeted out like all of online, all the professional wrestling, like, you know, online publications. And mm -hmm. we're just like, this is awful. I can't believe the same guy who, you know, the guy who's holding this belt. He has the belt that Dusty Rhodes, Blue Demon Jr., you know, mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes, all those guys, Flair, they all held the belt. And now Tyrus has it. And he put out a tweet saying that, you know, I don't I don't listen to the woke mob. And I was like, as you would expect, from I was like, my guy, there my were 300 people maybe in Chalmette mm -hmm. in Chalmette, Louisiana, who saw this. Uh, they booed you. And yeah. uh, ain't nobody woke in that crowd, my dude. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. I'm just my, my old stomping ground. That's where I'm from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was a thing that happened, and it was awful. And it intersects the things I like, professional things I love to hate, professional wrestling and politics. Um, but yeah, what what else is going on, Jeff? Well, you alluded to some 
some rich guy who might be uh, making some bad decisions. Who, who might that be? Who could you be talking about? I'm talking about the, the Musk man. You're talking about like the real life Tony Stark, right? Absolutely not. He's <laughs> never been that. He's never. I, He's I, definitely like, if people believe that Elon Musk is like a Tony Stark person, like, like they actually genuinely believe it and they're not just being like a simp for him or whatever. Like, if, if they don't like like ride or die for him at the end of the day and they just sort of like, thank you, Elon Musk. It, the reason for that is because he literally lied about his, his like ability to do any of these things. Like if a normal person who's just like not invested in this kind of stuff doesn't realize that Elon Musk is like a complete and utter charlatan. He would build like computers that he would like use for, I think it was one of his early things was like a navigation system or something mm -hmm. like that. He would literally just build like a shell of a like advanced looking computer with just a regular computer inside of it and just run an app. Like that's oh, how he would do things. Very much um, Therno. I mean, <laughs> what's her name? Who just got sentenced? Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth who we Brands. get to her in a minute too. Yeah, the, she was doing the same thing. With yeah, the but the, her machines. problem was she ripped off uh, Henry Kissinger and Mad Dog Mattis and all these like Yikes. powerful people as opposed to just like taking money from from you know knuckleheads. But um, yeah, you alluded to that. We kind of I ranted a little bit while I was waiting for my caffeine to kick in off air. Is that? You know, how many times I've been told, you know, how smart Elon Musk is. And I'm like, no, he's just a guy who throws money around. He's a rich kid who just like basically frauded his way yeah. into into like notoriety. And he was born wealthy. He gets smarter people to just do the things. Yeah. He's not. They, they People think like Elon Musk is in like in a in a workshop, like soldering things. Yeah. And he's like, doing no. the engineering. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's on, you know, AutoCAD and this is like crunching the numbers. Like, no, he absolutely is not. And he's not. He's never was Tony Stark. He was always he's always been just bad. Bruce Wayne. If there was no Batman. Mm hmm. Just a a jerk millionaire playboy, mm -hmm. and like who go who creates situations that blow up in his face and goes, well, how how could that have happened? Mm -hmm. Hey, I survived. I, I I basically put out the fire that I started, kind of, and there's much destruction. Hey, Patrick, we saved the city, like the SpongeBob right. thing, and the, the city's completely destroyed. <laughs> I mean, he got finessed into spending billion dollars to buy Twitter. Forty four billion dollars. Forty four billion. <laughs> Finesse. And then he just decided, I'm going to... I have a conspiracy theory. I would love theory. to play poker against the guy. I have a conspiracy theory about this, actually. Up his pants. So you want to hear this? Yeah. So, so here's what I think is happening. So Elon Musk is basically, like, alienated staff. There's been, like, thousands of resignations of people who are, who are like, core staff of of Twitter. He's, like, running them off. Uh, he's basically doing these things like, oh, you have to, um, like, he's essentially doing loyalty tests over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's 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 less about whether somebody is, like, talented or good at their job. It's not a check for that. It's a check for loyalty. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening is, like, 75% or so of the Twitter staff on Thursday after, like, do, after Elon Musk does this, like, ultimatum of you're with me or you're against me sort of thing, um, like, 75 or so percent of the staff, I'd have to check the actual numbers, like, just said, deuces, we're out of here. And, <laughs> and there's, like, concern on a number of levels about the infrastructure of the website, right. about the security of the website. At one point, he, like, accidentally because he like destroyed a lot of like third party apps or he he took he called it bloatware he like knocked a bunch of those off and just basically killed off your ability to do two factor authentication and like like that's a huge security risk for people who have the who who use like twitter and stuff like that and so much so to the point where it's becoming that uh, that the security level of Twitter is actually violating laws in countries that are not America. Like they have like beefier security laws in places like you know like Europe, Ireland, whatever. And the 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 the, the security that he's the level of security he's providing is basically like not sufficient to like to to pass regulation muster in some of these places. Now, um, I'm not exactly sure if that's the case in America. But that's just like that's really wild. And and here's my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is because Elon Musk gets federal funding for Tesla. 
He gets federal funding for SpaceX, his other project. All of his projects get yes. federal money. He's trying to essentially do the thing where he runs Twitter so poorly that he has to get a government bailout. And the government is essentially going to, like, pay him to run Twitter because it's such a uh, a critical – it's like critical infrastructure or something like that. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. No, the only the – only th- well, the thing that I think that doesn't – Pass the smell test with that is that so what I've read is like the only people who are left at Twitter are the people who don't trust the 25% of people who are left who don't trust him to even pay a severance. Not gonna pay a severance, and then two, they have people that are on Thank like you. immigration visas. So we just haven't can we talk about those immigration because yeah, honestly, because that's just indentured servitude. Yeah. So that's the wildest. So, so essentially, wildest let's, let's explain it. So there's people that are on specific like H1 visas or something like that, where they are essentially required. We talked about this actually about agriculture mm-hmm. and and uh, the people who um, who essentially pick and distribute our food in this country with Elizabeth Strader a long time ago. Um, Good memory. And and essentially. In that sort of situation, like they were essentially forcing workers to pick and, you know, clean food at essentially gunpoint or at the risk if you don't do this job or if you, you know, get in the wrong position with your boss, um, they're going to they're going to essentially like send your butt back to wherever you came from Mm -hmm. Honduras, Mexico, Guatemala, whatever. And so like um (laughs) <laughs> the, the the workers in this sort of situation, it's a different, you know, it's not exactly the grueling kind of like out in the field. But like it is, literally though. Picking You're food. a code monkey. No, I'm not You're saying. You're writing lines that literally, like sitting there being hard. up I'm not saying it's on, not hard work. It is saying, hard work. On, it's just. It, on ten ti- I'm, ten I'm saying it looks. Stimulants. I'm saying it looks a little bit different. Yeah. But they're still they're they're absolutely absolutely still workers, mm-hmm. and 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 especially and they're absolutely getting taken advantage of. Um, it, it it just feels a little bit different, but it's real. Right. That's so real. No, it's just it. I I can't believe a system like that exists. Mm-hmm. It's it's essentially your boss. Like you, you are in the country at the at the will of your boss. You're yeah. like an at-will employee, but you're also like an at-will citizen. That's the wildest, <laughs> wildest system. Like, it's indentured servitude. Mm-hmm. It's it's borderline slavery. Mm-hmm. It, it's and, the, 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 and if it is borderline, it's very close to that but line. This, <laughs> this is what we always talk about, how we say intersectionality and how things intersect. Mm-hmm. This is how capitalism has to kick the can down the road to run. Yeah. There can never be a truly free market. No. You can't have a free market. You have to. Somebody has to lose. Someone has to be exploited for this thing to keep rolling. Yeah. In fact, that is the that is the part. Like, these people, especially, I mean, they don't have, like, a minimum wage in the same way, like, a, um, a worker that is who does have status has a minimum wage, right? Do they? I don't know. I have to check that out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to make claims that, that are not true, but... Um, if it feels like they can be definitely taken advantage of in different ways, though. Yeah. So um, if they walk out on Twitter, then their visas mm-hmm. are null and void, and they'll they got deported. Yeah. That's that's what you. I mean, that's all you need to know. Yeah. So imagine, I don't know. Imagine a situation to where like you go work at a job, and if I get fired from said job, I can't live in the state anymore. Yeah. I'd have to move. Yeah. That's insane. Like you wanted me for this job. Like, okay, it didn't work out, but mm-hmm. it's it's just employment. Like, you thought I was good enough to come into this country. Well, then I why can't I just get another job somewhere, you know? And so these poor people, like I was kind of ranting about, they're hopped up on, you know, five different types of stimulants, writing code all day. They're chewing on Adderall like it's candy. And they're, just, and, and they're pretty much endangered servants. I mean, they are. I can't, I can't overstate that. It's just a disgusting disgusting way to run a society mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it really breaks my heart yeah well whose interest is it in it's not the workers that's for sure not at all um real quick we want to jump to this because uh, there's only one solution to this problem and it's to vote oh, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vote 411.org 102.3 reminds you the runoff election for public service commissioners on saturday december 10th 
Public Service Commission regulates utilities for residents such as power, phone lines, water, and gas. The commissioner fights for residents to have their fair prices for their utilities. Do you feel your rates have been fair? Find out the candidates and their public service records at vote411.org. That's vote411.org, and we'll see you at the polls on Saturday, December 10th. Another community service reminder from station dedicated to human rights and social justice, 102.3 WHIV. So have you actually seen um, there is going to be a runoff for Public Service Commission, which was kind of a surprise. I haven't. Please tell me about Um, it. So there's um, a guy who has been sort of like the incumbent right now. Uh, a lot of his opponents are claiming that he uh, – t- <laughs> I, I was hosting actually a forum with uh, the three the three candidates, um, uh, Pastor Manning, uh, who did not make the runoff, uh, Devontae Lewis, who did make the runoff, and uh, Lambert Boissier, who's the guy who uh, is the incumbent, and like – Pastor Manning was going like hard at this Boissier guy saying mm-hmm. that he was like a, a a guy who's just taking all kinds of money from Entergy and regulating in their interests, which is just like that was his entire campaign strategy, which, hey, you know, if it's true, right. um, if it's true, it's true. But anyway, um, there was not he was expected to sort of like walk into reelection. Uh, this guy, and then uh, Devontae Lewis, kind of a movement guy. He's actually a DSA member now. He was recently endorsed by DSA Baton Rouge. Uh, and I think there's going to be, like, national volunteers coming in for that campaign uh, from, like, 350, from, like, a lot of environmental groups to sort of... Um, and, and also, by the way, Devontae has supported the, uh, the DSA New Orleans debt strike against Entergy. Uh, which is kind of wild. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting race because, like, most people don't care about runoffs, but there's a lot on the line in this runoff. So I thought he was familiar. Uh-huh. Um, Devontae? He, yeah. He was um, in 2016. He's a young guy. Yeah, in 20, 2016, right? Let's see. He's probably um, younger than me. He Yeah, he was uh, a delegate for Sanders, and he was the whip. He was a Sanders guy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild too. Yeah, I met him in I met him in Philadelphia. Yeah, he, well, he's he's in the runoff for public service commissioner. This is like uh, there there was an article in the Washington Post no about way. the the Louisiana public service commissioner. Let's go <laughs> uh, race. Like it, it's actually like uh, going to be a significant deal. I know DSA New Orleans is going to have people out knocking doors. Uh, I would like to get uh, Devante to come on the show if yeah. uh, if we could. Uh, I think we have some connections, and and if, if Bossier wants to come on too, I'll talk to him as well. Um, but uh, what does the public service commissioner do? They essentially regulate utilities, like public utilities, like right. Entergy, like um, like Cox, like like um, like water and stuff like that in the area. And there's it's a statewide office, and um, there's there's they're sort of like broken into regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's te- we talked about this with Jack actually a couple times, and he's he's sort of. Um, laid it out um if you go check our archives about a month ago a uh, goodmorningcomrade.com you can uh find that conversation um but yeah it, it's 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 actually a really really interestingly powerful position because like if there is going to be a campaign to essentially bring public i mean privatized utilities under the purview of the public that is a key that is a key um position for for doing that that's the thing i was gonna say is like i have to read up on it myself because uh-huh. um, i wonder because you might be able to answer this if you can it's okay but uh like what is his position on um municipalizing energy municipalizing energy because there is a slow there is a low rumble even from city council uh-huh. that hey this might be a direction that we need to go in yeah and well, i feel um, like we just need as the you know, as the constituency, you just need to push them in that direction. So I know that he has been in contact with people from like Bucket Brigade and and things like that. And I think that he would be um, probably the most friendly um, candidate to that kind of a position uh, of of municipalizing Entergy. Uh, he doesn't take money from Entergy. I know that for sure. Um, he's like you say, he's a Sanders guy. Uh, he would be most likely person to kind of like move towards that sort of municipalization 
situation. So, I mean, I, I would think that, that Devontae would be amenable to that. And again, like I said before, he su- he supported the uh, he supported the debt strike of uh, DSA New Orleans, where we're trying to get ten thousand people to um, ten thousand people to sign a petition that would um, that would essentially initiate them not paying their energy bills because of their you know crazy rate hikes uh, and things like that. So uh, it's been a it's been a um, a lot of really really awesome. Um, projects and organizing that have been happening within DSA New Orleans, pushing for that, and and they've been partnering up with, with strategically with uh, a lot of smart groups. And you know, shout out to Baton Rouge for taking a stand on this, taking a position. I mean, yeah, because which is a emerging, growing, small chapter. Of no, DSA absolutely. New Orleans, of DSA, we need to support them in any way possible because the Louisiana Democratic Party is the most useless. And buddy, he, don't I know it? And like a guy like Devante would be a good addition to start to clean up the party because there's just so few people in, involved and engaged. And I understand like Baton Rouge is probably a more target rich environment because here in New Orleans it's so and hard. Can I just say this is yeah, not an endorsement of any candidate oh, in this race? Yes, this is uh, yeah. But as I say, here in New Orleans it's so hard to get involved, you know, as a leftist and even in local politics because the Democratic Party is all here uh-huh. and they're just they are very um the morning after the election they're very comfortable to sit on their hands the morning after the, the uh party. the morning after the election i'm already getting emails from like uh like chain emails sent to like all the people that are on the you know executive committee and the state committee and all this other stuff i end up on this list and they're just basically saying oh we have to you know we had a red wave but it was only in louisiana or whatever and it's just like <laughs> they're like like trying to blame the current leadership of the louisiana democratic party which sucks yeah but like the people that are going to like who are vying for that position also are terrible so it's mm-hmm. just like like I don't know. It just seems like a completely dead letter, dead option. No, just absolutely. Not I just think of, you pursuing. know, I just think of the Louisiana Democratic Party had when Gary Chambers had his best chance for, you know, best mm-hmm. bite at the apple. We decided yeah. to back, you know, I say we, like I'm not. The Louisiana but, Democrat, you know, yeah. Decided to back Karen Carter-Peterson for some reason. Or even, um, well, Karen was the chair of the Democratic Party at so the time. What? I mean, so she's got clout. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. That's what it boils down. I mean, you're right. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's not even it's 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 the same thing. Well, she doesn't have clout anymore. I mean, we saw this on a national <laughs> she's about level. to go to jail. Yeah. You saw this on a federal level with, um, you know, the Hillary Clinton campaign. Like, oh, it's their time. No, like you can't win. Yeah. Like we might as well put somebody in who's going to shake up the race. Uh-huh. And like has a, has a fighting chance to at least go out on their at least go out on their shield. Oh, you didn't even see what happened with the Louis and Democrats and uh, how they did with the um, how they did with the um, endorsement for Senate. Did you? Nope. Oh boy. I just stayed out of Louisiana politics. So, I was giving money to Fetterman and Warnock. Well, he won. Yeah, I know. But um, Gary Chambers, like we said before, was uh, essentially got the uh, support of the executive committee. And uh, was about to get um, um, endorsed by the Louisiana Democratic Party, like straight up for Senate in this multi-way race between him, I did Steve, and and Mixon. And essentially, there were some like rule changes all of a sudden that made it a multi-way endorsement again. Why? <laughs> and again, why? I don't even like Gary that much, but yeah. like it's 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 just like if you're gonna be uh, uh, if you're gonna be like arranging these sorts of rules that they initiated, that they've decided to bring in, that they decided to change the rules to make it this particular way where, you know, the executive committee can do it and, and you you take the L, then you just change the rules and just want, you know, just domest this one guy over. That's, that's... It's just, they're fighting, they're sitting over there. They're fighting over groups. scraps. Scraps. They're fighting over the scraps to be the... The, the yeah. first person to get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And, but and, there's money in it, though. Yeah, there, I guess so. There, I, I guess mean, so. there is. Right. There are people, you know, that are, that are, that'll, you know, if you send out mailers or whatever and, and people get, get, get paid off of that. It's, it's, it's more, it, they, they basically decided that there's no victories unless, like, the only kind of candidates in this state that could ever possibly win are, like, a John Bell, which, which is patently not true. I mean, like, he, he, he definitely was able to win because he, he is actually a 
pretty smart organizer in terms of like how he how he, it was not because he's anti-abortion. That's not why he got elected governor. It's part of the recipe, I suppose. But he he built a political machine that could that could reach statewide is why he won, not because of his like the horrible reactionary position on abortion or his, his close ties to the uh, oil and gas lobby. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that didn't hurt him in terms of like raising money, but it's just like, it's just like if people have just decided that these are the only things that can, that can win. And, uh, what ends up it's getting It's not even it. that they've decided, in my opinion, it's not even that they've decided that these are the only things that can win. They said, this is the only way that we want to win. Yeah, we don't want to open the pan. We don't want to, and I, I mean this in the most subject, in the most uh, not subjective, objective way possible. Mm-hmm. We don't want to open up a Pandora's box yeah. like the Republican Party did with Trump. Yeah, and then the elect- want to keep control of our party. Exactly, we we want to keep it out of the electorate's hands. Yeah, because we let the if we let people actually vote. For who who they want and the policies that they want, then we'll lose control of the party. And then you're going to take L's just forever. Right. But you'd rather take L's forever than like lose their Absolutely. little grip on on their little piece of turf. Absolutely. It's it's really pathetic, and uh, you know what? They're going to lose forever if they do that. And you so. see, both parties are are doing that. Like, but like the Republican and the Democratic Party. <laughs> the difference is that the, the, same the difference is the Republicans can't stop it. <laughs> That's the only difference. <laughs> I guess. They, they, I mean, they have a free. I mean, the and yeah. just to kind of like pivot towards national elections and and all this other stuff. The red wave that people were saying that they were expected wasn't going to happen. Oh, was going to happen for the most part. Didn't happen. However, the Republicans were able to like take the um, take the House of Representatives right. So that means that essentially means that the this little tiny fraction of like completely insane Republicans are essentially going to have the ability to shut whatever they want down whenever they want because it's going to be such a narrow that, vote and and the establishment Republicans are going to need that support to to pass all their horrible reactionary measures to like you know to I mean obviously they're going to be doing. Uh, they're gonna investigate like Hunter Biden's laptop, mm-hmm. and like they're gonna they're gonna like investigate the pullout from um, they're gonna the the pullout from Afghanistan and all these other things. They're just gonna manufacture crisis after crisis after crisis. Um, <laughs> well, that's kind of the that's kind of the the thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because. If I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, I'm, I'm sure in, you know, smoke-filled rooms with closed doors, the Democratic Party was like, we didn't take the House. Thank God. Yeah. We don't have to do anything be, now. Then we'd be responsible. Yeah. We'd have to. We'd actually actually would have to govern. Mm-hmm. But we get to just point our fingers and go, well, we can't yeah. do anything. And, oh, man, you know what? Uh, AOC, now I guess we'll never, ever have Medicare for all, you know, or whatever. Yeah. We, we can't even bring it up now because, because uh, we lost the house. Too bad. So. Getting feedback. Yeah, I'm, I don't know where that's coming that from. I'm I mean, getting, it doesn't matter as long as it's I'm not getting coming it too. through on air. Is it my phone? No. I don't know what it is. Technical difficulties. Beep, beep, beep. My mic is now dead. I can't hear myself. Well, it's not dead. It's just... um. You know the playback. Yeah. Well, anywho, oh, anyway. Anywho, whatever. Um, but yeah, the Democratic Party in Louisiana needs a complete overhaul. But I don't know if. Don't hold your breath. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think they they care enough about winning elections. Mm-hmm. They just absolutely don't. And that's uh, our 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 hope is for Big John, Big John Fetterman. Please save us. Man. Save I us, did watch those. Uh, I did watch some of those debates that he was in. Oh, yeah. that one debate where he was in with Doctor Oz. It was a little bit it cringy. Rough, huh? It was cringy because the guy, like, he literally had a stroke like yeah. two months ago. <laughs> like, he's essentially expected to like go out there and um, exchange like on in a debate stage, which debates are ridiculous anyway. anyway. But like. You're essentially rolling this guy out there who's recovering from a stroke, mm-hmm. which, by the way, a lot of senators get strokes all the time right. that are, you know, you can't tell me that, like, John Fetterman can't be a senator, but Diane Feinstein yeah, can't, right? <laughs> but, um, which, uh, anyway, what the, what the, and, and again, uh, I'm so annoyed about this, too, because Democrats are going to focus on, like, probably the most flashy but like least substantive part of the Fetterman campaign, which was he was basically like 
he posted his way essentially through the entire thing, which was funny and it worked for him, but also the entire strategy of like that kind of a campaign when he ran for lieutenant governor, for example, he decided that he was going to uh, touch every county in, uh, the, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, which is awesome. It's like the 50 state strategy of mm-hmm. Howard Dean, which look, Howard Dean's bad in a lot of ways. The 50 state strategy was a good idea. At least he contest, contested in, 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 in states even where they weren't going to win or whatever to, to make the to essentially make inroads into those places, right? Uh, he wasn't able to do it this time, but essentially he he was on the ground in every county, and he lo- and he even the counties that he lost, he wouldn't not have lo- he did not lose them by as much as he would have yeah. otherwise. And so what ended up happening is, I mean, he just compl- that's the part of the strategy that is going to be ignored, and the part that is going to be on every campaign, every Democrat's campaign now is going to just be like try and make the other guy, whoever it is, like a crudite guy. You know, it's going to be like, the, like you're going to have um, who Tim Ryan or whatever, some like loser Democrat trying to like post their way to victory instead of, <laughs> instead of that, that's what's going to happen. That's, that's the lesson that's going to take away. And it's going to be so painful and so cringe. And that's what 2024 <laughs> is going to be like. I'm scared, to be honest, because I feel like, it's the it's the Sun Tzu strategy of always give your opponent a, uh, an avenue of escape because uh-huh. you never want to push them in a death ground against uh-huh. the sea. I feel like the Republican Party's going to feel like they're they're pushed against the sea and they're going to try to cram through. They're going to try to get whatever they can get done because they know demographically and they know electorally electorally they're they're cooked. They're uh-huh. done. I mean, it's just a matter of time. So it's just like how how much can we loot on the way out? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how much can as a conservative, how much can we try to conserve? Which is ridiculous because the the very it's baked it's a dead on it's a dead on arrival philosophy because it's it's baked into the very name of your your movement, conservative. Mm-hmm. Like you can't conserve. Time is going to march forward. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you you can't lock in history. Um, and the history that you're idolizing was was nowhere near as good as the the dream that you're trying to sell to people. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really concerned uh, about even though we've we've kind of held the line. People, yeah, this isn't like a this isn't like a thing of a victory. This is more like we held Helms Deep, uh-huh. and Helms Deep is destroyed, <laughs> and we we woke up and we pushed the orcs back. And now we've just got to try to like regroup. This isn't like a, a huge victory party, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that everybody did. I'm glad that the Zoomers came out, those that did, and and voted. And um, I'm just to be sober. I'm just really kind of concerned in the next four years. Oh, uh, it's gonna be bad because, like, again, the Democrats are not gonna do anything cool. Nope. Um, which they desperately need if they're going to win anything and keep those young people, like, excited or whatever. Um, like, like Biden kind of got lucky in the sense that the Democrats kind of got lucky in the sense that, um, and lucky is just, like, a, an awful way to put this, honestly. But, like, in terms of their electoral fortunes, it would it turned out to be in their favor. Um, the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe, essentially, uh, where it allowed states to essentially just ban abortion, um, that was that was useful for Democrats because yeah. they um, <laughs> because they essentially turned people out to go vote because they're fighting for um, they're fighting for their like lives yeah. in a lot of ways, their bodies and their their ability to to not be forced to have children uh, or even have even have a miscarriage and not be prosecuted for that. Like, that's just so insane that that's even, like, something that's being being litigated in this way. Um, so that got people out. And then also Biden was, and this is going to be turned over, or it already has been turned over, but he definitely did make some good decisions in terms of, like, trying to forgive student loan debt, but it ended up getting turned over by a court. Uh, so that's going to be stopped anyway. So, like, even when the Democrats try to do something cool, you never get it. Right. So, like, that's going to be – that's a just – I mean, it was a, a dub for, like, this past election for the Democrats, but it's going to be a huge L when people don't get what they were promised. 
What do you think about everybody's like giddy over this this Republican civil war that's gonna like tear the it happens every apart. every election. But I'm very like I don't know I don't I don't feel it happens every like election. It, it happens every election. It's gonna be fine. They're like like Trump is gonna steamroll DeSantis because you think so? Yes, because Trump is the real thing and DeSantis is a faker. I agree with you. Like. Trump is when you say the real thing. I know what you're saying. Like I think he's DeSantis, the raw, uncut heroin. DeSantis is like a real fascist, and Trump is like a dumb, dumb fascist. Yeah, but, but he's got like he actually like is popular, and people actually like him. But by, by what I mean by Trump is that he's actually got like like he's got fu appeal to regular yeah, people. I get that. And DeSantis is just such a phony. But again, so you think that it's it's past the they've crossed the Rubicon like they can't take the party back from their constituency. No, absolutely not. The mm. fire is raging and they cannot put it out fast enough. Mm. So the, the the um they're they're breaking down. They cannot they cannot and they they won't actually. So what the Democrats will do, by the way, and this is a huge difference, is the Democrats will literally just like slice their own wrists and like throw themselves onto the pyre to stop the internal fire within their party. Any kind of pop. You saw what they did to Bernie. Yeah, they called him a racist. They called him all these things. And, um, you know, a sexist, like Elizabeth Warren, literally, like Snake called him a sexist. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Um, they will literally throw every possible thing to destroy populism within their party. If Republicans have just decided that populism is their way to power, they'll be like, okay, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Bet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because you see, I mean... I see what you're saying because I watch a lot of like talking heads, um, you know, from Fox News and they're like, they're trying to play the middle. They're trying to see where it's going to, yeah. where, where it's going to They support, they, they support DeSantis yeah, because that's in their interest. But they to refuse to talk about, they refuse to talk bad about Trump. Because they're scared. Yeah. They don't want they don't want the uh, person that they essentially like watching at home with their their red hat on. They don't want them to turn on them. Mm -hmm. They don't want them to. They don't want to. They want they they need their constituency, but they're trying to they're trying to walk that line. They're trying yeah. to dictate what is probably the smartest future for them. But like that is not like come on, dude. Like if you get DeSantis, do you think anybody is gonna go and like oh man? I, like I, I'm really gonna stick it to whoever because I'm voting for DeSantis. No, he's a nerd. He's no, a loser. No, no, no. I disagree with you here because all he does is like throw I hate out, immigrants, so I'm gonna vote for DeSantis. Yeah. It's like it's but it's fake. But they it's will. Not real. But, but they why will. would they vote? Why would they vote for him over Trump? Because if, they hate, if you hate immigrants, why would you pick the smart guy who's a nerd about it, or why would you not pick the guy that hate is pure? Because Trump's already Trump's already had you know four years of presidency. His stuff got, you know, a lot of his dumb, dumb things got, most of it got shut down. Um, people haven't seen, like, a, a, a change in their material conditions. And I'm not saying DeSantis would bring them that. He wouldn't. But they're like, oh, we already did this. Why don't I go with this other guy who's easier because, to, like. No, because he's their, Trump is their favorite TV character. Mm -hmm. That's why. It's not about. It's not about what you're – people have decided that their material conditions cannot be changed for the better in any meaningful way. Things can only get worse, mm -hmm. right? You, things aren't ever going to get better, people are thinking. Maybe they can actually get better. I think that they could. I think a better world is possible. But essentially, like, the reason people don't vote or they mostly FU vote for, for like, Republicans and racists and all these other people is because – it makes them feel good about what they're doing because they're going to, like, YOLO, I'm being epic. Like, why would I, you know, See, why would I try and be responsible here? My thing here? is, I think Responsibility is and, and for people who have part, power in the Democratic Party, we need to complete, they need to completely stay out of this because they tried that with Trump. They tried to, like... They ha, won't. Ha, they won't do that. Trump, they won't but they're do gonna that. back somebody, aren't they? They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna try and back DeSantis probably yeah. this time because they Ugh. think that that would that would be what like. I think he's so much worse than Trump. I think he's so much worse. Yeah, but I but the thing like, is that they're not gonna. It's not gonna matter because Trump's still gonna win. My see, DeSantis. The why I disagree with you is DeSantis throws so much meat. He's the current king of the culture war. Yeah. Till we're like for like five minutes. But like. Trump is not that. Trump is not the king of the culture war. And, like, DeSantis is the one that will actively say, like, I hate gay people. I mm -hmm. hate black people. I, you know, you are, like, these teachers are grooming kids. Like, All right. Trump won't say that. All right. 
Here's my last point on this, Please. and this is going to be like we got five minutes left, but All like right. this is my last point of DeSantis, and then I got to read some copy. Here's why he's not going to win. You ready? Okay. He's five seven, and he talks like a nerd. Like he literally does talk like a weenie with a he nasally does. voice. He's no chance. Nope. That's it. Get out of here. L. Wow. Take your L. Walk away. Oh, no, man. It's know. over. <laughs> I got to talk about the blood drive. I mean, I hope you're right. Uh, I mean, I don't... Because DeSantis is terrifying. I mean, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because Trump is also going to be a nightmare. But he's so dumb. <laughs> he's so dumb. I mean, but he Trump, inflames... And DeSantis is not dumb. The, the, the thing about Trump is he just inflames the worst people in the world and just empowers them. Remember when they had... Like, unite the right. And, and that would have still happened. If DeSantis was president, that would still happen. Maybe. No, so. Maybe, all right. right. Maybe so. Where'd you go? Um... Anyway, join us Saturday, December 10th for the 102.3 Blood Drive. Bloodmobile will be outside our studios at 2762 Orleans Avenue from noon to 4 p.m. Come by and meet some of our favorite WHIV show hosts. Please contact thebloodcenter.org with any questions or call 800-86-BLOOD. We'll see you on Saturday, December 10th here at WHIV-FM, 2762 Orleans, the station dedicated to human rights and social justice, 102.3 FM. So, uh, I guess just sort of like as we're winding down, uh, what are you sort of looking for for the next week? Um, my goodness. Uh, Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah, what are you thankful for, Robert? I'm thankful that I'm going to have the day off. Oh, um, real quick, before we get, like, I, I'm going to kill your, you know, Charlie Brown Happy Thanksgiving vibe. Mm-hmm. But um, did you know the city of New Orleans for city, wor- uh, city workers because we're, um, marijuana's decriminalized in the city? We're no lo- they're no longer testing for marijuana. Um, burr, to, to burr, burr, burr. Yeah. Let's go. It's actually, I, I, there was a good write-up about it, and I want to say NOLA.com, where I can't remember the city attorney or what, I can't, but I, I do remember this quote, and it made complete sense. It's like, look, we expect people not to show up to their jobs drunk, like, so we also don't expect come, them don't not come to come high either. Yeah. High. That's I was normal. like, that's common sense. Yeah, you know? that makes perfect sense. And the same people, like, you know, and the people who are going to be, you know, jerks and, and show up intoxicated are going to do it drunk anyway. So, yeah. I, yep. But I just thought that was really cool. I have something really cool about the city. Um, it's a, honestly, it's a way to save money because how much money are we drug wasting on waste, pre-employment yeah. drug testing? It's so stupid. Drug testing is just like, again, I'm stealing this from Street Fight, but like they said this a long time ago. It's just a way for capitalists to collect your pee. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all <laughs> that's it is. Funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I mean, like, and they find a way to make money. How, how is there an industry of just, like, checking people's pee? So That's wild to me. And it's so wild because a guy could be, like, shooting up fentanyl between his toes in the bathroom mm-hmm. every 20 minutes. They don't that, test for that. The half-life on that's 24 hours, yeah. you know? But a guy just wants to play some Madden and, like, smoke a J. Yeah. That's 30 days, you know? And, you're fat, and like, oh, boy. Yeah. That's the baddie. No. Like, so good, good on you, city of New Orleans. Way yeah. to go. Shouts out to New Orleans. I do have one last announcement to make mm-hmm. uh, as we go out. Uh, I just took a new job. That's so awesome, dude. I'm so, um, so I'm not going to be a teacher any longer. Um, yesterday was my last day, and I'm now going to be working for an international union as a digital organizer. Uh, part of that is going to be the fact that... Uh, so the show's going to keep going. We're going to try and figure this out. But I'm going to be moving to Richmond, Virginia, which is uh, where I'm going to be based... Uh, as, a, as a staff organizer for you, maybe organizing workers. So that's kind of awesome, too. Um, and hopefully I can bring some of that perspective, if not some of the, you know, not, not some of the explicit the specifics, but, um, but, but, but that perspective for sure uh, will be brought to this show, talk about organizing workers more going forward. So I'm pretty pumped about that, but we, got, we have a lot of stuff to do. I ordered a new laptop yesterday, too, which is uh, kind of exciting. That's the most important news. Yeah. And I just want to leave everybody with, you know, Bill Gates ruined public schooling. Yeah. Elon Musk ruined your favorite bird app. Stop listening to these rich people who have no expertise in th- and are surrounded by yes men and think mm-hmm. they, they know how to run everything because they don't. Also, Teslas catch on fire all the time. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Good Morning Comrade 102.3 WHIV LP New Orleans. We love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. that was implemented 